Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. Tonight is Thursday, November the 5th. We still do not have a president. Joining me tonight, uh, regular returning guest, Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? It's going pretty well, Joel. Thank you. Uh, I'm coming to you. To you. From Seattle, where we still don't have a president yet. Yeah. I guess we have a president as much as we had a president for the last four years. Uh, but yeah, we don't have a new or returning. You get it. Never mind. Yeah, I get it. You Like, I went to bed Tuesday night not feeling very good. Tuesday night? You yeah. were drinking a lot on Tuesday night, weren't you? I was, yeah. It was not a good idea. <laughs> I almost did and I stopped myself just in time I drank like a three beers like in like 15 minutes I think and then I was like you know what is not gonna be better this horrible hangover tomorrow at work I'm gonna have <laughs> you so made I, yeah I you made the decision. right decision because yeah, it doesn't make you feel better no, then you, just, you just wake up it doesn't make you feel better at the time either it also it it makes you feel like but worse and like more like a way you feel you kind of control you're like yeah fuck this though you know like like you like you outsmarted the shitty things that are happening to you by getting drunk yeah i'll show the world yeah everybody (laughs) else will learn that because i fuck that fuck that Uh, oh yeah yeah I wanted to get drunk. I, yeah, I'm, de- I'm, I don't know. I'm, it's depressing sometimes what those, the state of affairs we live in. Well, and why do they even have election night on a Tuesday? I think initially, I think what is now known as voter suppression was initially like sort of like the hodge. They're like, oh, you know, we should be dignified affair and we should make it difficult for the poor or something but then we're like oh but you know it's like yeah we'll do it right in the middle of the fucking week like when everything sucks and make it really difficult to get to and you have to do a ton of paperwork and if you don't and sometimes we'll just get rid of you and you don't find out in time then you don't get to do it you know what i mean it's like they made it like this kind of like elusive difficult thing because like that's sort of like how tradesmen treat things you know right if we make this difficult then the regular folks can do it very much oh i hate that well okay yes absolutely and I especially hate the, like, if you cared enough to vote, you'd find a way to vote. Like, the reason you don't get time off from your job slash transportation to the polling place is because you're just not, you don't care enough. You're not, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have to suffer a little bit. It's like yeah, some Protestantism exactly. or something like that. It's like, well, if you want to earn the right. Right. <laughs> You have to walk in the rain very far. <laughs> Fucking you, you haven't earned it. That's exactly but it's like goes into law enforcement, though. It's like the Protestantism or something like some kind of like 
weird or puritanism kind of aspect of like we get to judge whoever the fuck we want like it's the yeah. it's the problem it's like why like well i don't know it's like abortion or something like that you know what i mean it's like the, we should be able to judge you for having this sort of experience right. you know it's kind of like this sort of like well i wouldn't have made that mistake you made a mistake and now you need to suffer for it you know it's like well fuck you like no no everybody makes mistakes everybody has like the moralizing of it the moralizing yeah. of yeah of all of it and sort of like that's what voting has kind of become and now everybody's trying to tear down the walls and everybody needs to vote so did you vote Joel? because uh i they simply want you to vote sam was asking me about this sam's not joining us tonight but sam was asking me if i voted i told him not to tell anybody but yes i did vote but don't tell anybody well you told me when we talked on tuesday that you voted. right i went on saturday i went to my polling place with my mask on I wasn't even that crowded, but there was a dude standing behind me in line who was really goddamn pushy about where I stood. And I kept being like, bro, I am on the X because they had the little X's taped on the on the floor in the gym where I was voting. He wanted to be more administrative about the placement <laughs> than the X's on the floor. Exactly. <laughs> He was like, go, go. And I'm like, bro, I am where I am supposed to be. Stop. Oh, like that next X opened up and you didn't vacate your X to get to Quickly the next enough? X. Quickly enough? Yeah. Yeah, fuck that guy. I was a little like, come on, bro. And We're especially voting. if it's not crowded. It wasn't crowded. And I'm like, We're voting you in know, a place. It's funny because I kind of had the revelation driving home from work and in the state of Washington, as well as some other states, we have vote by mail. And right. we get our ballot in the mail, you know, in the middle in, in October. Oh. And I get to take my time filling it out. And I get I can either mail it back postage free or I can put it into a Dropbox. So it's like right. the voting experience has been really changed in Washington. And I would say for a while, though, better. It, Washington has had that for a while, haven't they? A long five years. Yeah. For, and Oregon, I it's remember been, it's been this way for no, it's been like 10 years, maybe. Yeah. Oregon's I done it that way for a real long time. The Illinois, I could have requested a mail-in ballot this year we came back to vote for i was recording a record with grand archives and we came back in 2008 to vote for obama in washington yeah we were up at, we were up in the mountains recording at this recording studio and we we're just staying up there but we had we came down on on the day to vote and we i went to my polling place and that was the last time 2008 uh, was the last time that i voted in, in a polling person. place yeah, and since then i've been getting them in the mail and you just like if you're a registered voter and you have a there you update your address it gets mailed to you right the opposite of that protestant attitude about voting right yes well, I mean, everybody you know, should West be coast is the best coast yeah <laughs> no sam we can talk about it all night <laughs> i um, will say though okay for some reason and i don't know why if you vote early in Illinois, you can vote at any of the local polling places. But if you vote the day of, you have to go to your assigned polling place. So if I vote before Tuesday, I can pick any of like six different places convenient. in town to vote on, vote yeah. at. But if I vote on Tuesday, I have to go to the Catholic church that I really don't like because they've got all the like, pro-life signs outside of their church all the time and shit like that 
Sure, it's not a not a destination you want to go to. It, it's I choose not to if I can help it. I'm sure some folks who go to that church, very nice people, but I would rather not go there to cast my ballot in a democratic election. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like the guys with guns walking around outside of polling places. In yeah, we didn't. We thank God we didn't have any of that. At least when I went to vote. Anyway, I guess my point was the, the point of what I was talking about was when I was driving home, I saw some people standing on the corner with signs. They're like, yeah, and I was like a person I voted for. So I was like, honk, honk, all right. But I voted like a week and a half ago, you know, so it's kind of like, I see you. Yeah. And it's sort of like, I was like, oh, you know, we kind of miss out on sort of like the pomp and circumstance of like having yeah. a unified thing that you have to get. Everybody's got to get up and go vote. And so like maybe they're, you know, so maybe like this sort of like Puritan religious based kind of brow beating is sort of just to build community yeah well, that's the whole point of the shame makes shame brings people together there you go shame brings people together that's the that's it that's uh, my hot take was gonna be about glue but i think that that's my new hot take. all right well this is a baseball podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> pretty applicable <laughs> wait uh okay my hot take it's not a hot take, but uh, I was just on Twitter and Lil John was posting on Twitter and he says... Lil John? Lil John. You remember Lil John? Okay! Okay! Yeah! <laughs> yeah, that Lil John. He was mm-hmm. posting on his TikTok that if Georgia goes for Biden this time around, we can't make fun of the Atlanta Falcons anymore for blowing that 28-3 Super Bowl week. Okay. And Will John says so. So if Will John says so, I think that well, might hold some some weight. Oh, okay. I think that there's like there's something along the lines of like he's at a ball in Atlanta right now. Will John is something about Detroit bailing everybody out, or there's oh, a, there's yeah. sort of like I think there's sort of like a hey like look look who matters the most now. Right. Right. from some kind of downtrodden communities. There's some right. stuff about Detroit and kind Black of some- Black folks other... in Detroit, Philadelphia, and Atlanta bailing the rest of the country out. Yeah. 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 And I, it's interesting because, well, I mean, it's not this will get us well, well, I mean, we haven't talked one He's always about- He always oh. wants to do the, the brief, clean episode on racism. <laughs> So I was like, oh, we're going to do the 20-minute episode on racism tonight, aren't we? We got this. We got this. I got some bullet points. We're going to get through them. <laughs> we're going to solve the whole fucking problem. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it is ironic that, like, you know, a community of people that are basically been shit on by this republic for 250 years are fundamental in making the decision, you know, an important decision. But, yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's the, the gift of democracy yeah and and uh, people who got shit on the most love the country the most because they gotta fight for it the hardest and i mean and to be honest with the people in this country that get not necessarily african-american or black people or whatever but the people that get shit on the most in this country are also some of the most heavy prescribers to kind of the the cult of capitalism and sort of like the merchandise and kind of like bling bling and kind of those kind of things are all sort of like they're capitalist traps and that's like the part of what's keeping the system bound together is by the fact that we're all we're all chasing the dollar 
And as long as you can have that in common, then that's your struggle, you know, and struggle brings unity. Unity. Yeah. Keeps it keeps people together. Right. Right. I agree with that. I would just point out that, you know, when uh, Vito Corleone does it, he's like a badass. But when, you know, 50 Cent does it, we all laugh at him. Does wait, does which part? Makes a lot of money by being a oh. straight up gangster and, and, and oh, yeah. only well, the American way. I, I, but I think, no, I, and I'm not, I definitely don't blame minorities or the poor for the problems that keep them down. I think the, I mean, the people that invented it are the creators of the system that are taking advantage of the system and right. the ones that are, have sort of set up this game that is kind of rigged to, for people to sort of become, they prescribe to the concept. I mean, if you can keep people addicted to the idea that if they keep working hard, we can tax the shit out of them. We can find the shit out of them. We can arrest them, you know, for reasons that they, you know I mean? We have all kinds of ways of tipping the scale. So all the money falls out of their pockets and into our pockets. And that's right. what America and, and capitalism does. Yeah. And the people on the end of the scale that are getting all the shit dumped out of their pockets into the rich people's pockets, there's some way there, you know, it's like the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. You know and it's like? That's, and like, so, you know, this, the whole system needs a complete unbuckling if anybody wants to fix anything, but it's hard to get people to prescribe to that concept because they're so addicted to what capitalism has to offer. Sure. In, you know what I mean? Like so people don't want to put more taxes on rich people because they think someday they're going to be rich. Right. So immediately you look into the psyche of the American public and you go, oh, they're delusional. Well, right. why are they delusional? Because the system was set up to make them that way. You know what I mean? And like the rich people don't really know any better. They just want all the money. And people are wondering why, you know, how could anyone ever vote for Donald Trump? Well, that's what he represents. Like kind exactly of- Exactly what he represents. Yeah, this, he, he's like a cartoon version of it, but that's what he is, you know? He's also like way dumber than your average. <laughs> like he's so fucking stupid. The only thing he understands is sort of like self-promotion yeah. and like, and he also understands like, you know, the concept of taking advantage of people and he has no, no moral backbone. So ultimately he has no problem taking advantage of people. I mean, the guy has never done a, anything but a crooked thing his whole fucking life. Right. So the fact that we expected him to do it. I mean, the, the one like huh. legitimate business he had was fucking, the apprentice yep yep and that was the only thing that i think ever actually successfully made him money too like his real estate business never made him money his his uh he made i think he did like he's had like one deal where he took kind of a building that was falling apart like he had a uh, he had a construction company or whatever it's called in uh manhattan i think yeah and he took on one project then he actually like kind of turned it around and got it he got it in under budget and on time and somebody cited that the other day at my job and i was like he did that once and like he was a real estate he was trying to be a real estate developer he was trying to like get shit built and taken care of and he couldn't do anything like if he put i don't know if it's true but i heard a fact that if he you know 90 percent of all statistics are made up on the spot but i heard that if he had put his inheritance the money he got from his father into like a standard yielding IRA, he would have more money now. I've heard that too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, he's, had, he's been bankrupt many, many times. 
he's been bankrupt many times and he's lost more money than he's ever made. And, and the only money that he's ever made, he actually owes. Like, what's this? Looks like his $400 million in debt. The guy's a fucking swindler and everybody knows it, except for apparently half of America. Anyway, God damn it. Okay. Uh, what was the hot take and all that? He's only up 1,900 votes right now in Georgia. It's nine o'clock central time zone on Thursday night. So let's go, yeah, Georgia. There's a go, Bulldogs. Oh, Jesus. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, like Mitch McConnell's still fucking there and Lindsey fucking Graham is still fucking there. Yeah, it's like, it's just like this. what? 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 The Democrats fucked it up, man. Democrats. Well, I mean, it's because they're trying to milk the same system. And ultimately, I think that there is some sort of thirst for uh, not, I mean, it can't be called socialism. The Democrats have a branding problem. What they need to do is they need to figure out a different, oh, so they need to come up with a new name for socialism and uh, bring it onto their platform. And yeah. then all of a sudden, they will have adopted the platform of a bunch of people and probably really happy, made most of their base really happy. And they could expand their, their, their base a lot if they sort of adopted like a i mean they kind of are uh -huh. like you know the affordable, affordable care act is a step in the direction of you know medicare medicaid and i and the fact that the united states government doesn't cover people's health <laughs> the rest of the world is like what <laughs> everybody else is like what <laughs> do what now you have to pay for that yeah yeah, my employer pays for it, and then I pay my employer. Yeah, well, and that's oh no, you get oh no, you get it through. If you get a job, you can have you can have insurance. So then, if I lose my job, all of a sudden I don't have. So in a pandemic, when I lose my job, and I don't have insurance either. Thanks for that. Yeah, I would prefer regular standard wood glue, like tight bond two or three, to gorilla glue. Because oh, when you get glue on your fingers, oh yeah, my hot take is that wood glue is better than type uh, than better than gorilla glue. Because when you get it all over your fingers, the gorilla glue just makes it look kind of black and dirty, and it just looks like you have really dirty fingers. But when you get wood glue on your fingers, you can pick at it all the time. Oh, and it pulls all the dirt off of your fingers. But isn't wood glue easier to? like not glue your fingers together then yeah it's actually i mean it's just not as strong of an adhesive right. i think the chemical reaction isn't as strong it's probably not as although if you do it right and you let it sit long enough it's a pretty strong bond so what's the best material to use gorilla glue for well for yeah, that's the other thing about gorilla glue is i think you can use it on anything anything there isn't like a specific thing for it so like I, don't wood know. Glue. I just was using Gorilla Glue and it got all over my fingers and it's annoying the shit out of me. And I, I really like it when I get wood glue on my fingers because I can pick at it. <laughs> I want to start another podcast where we talk about chemical adhesives. Ooh, um, that sounds fun. Know, right? <laughs> well, sports is almost done. So we got to come up with all these ideas for spinoffs. So um, I forgot that. Oh, wait, now and then I just forgot it again. What? It was a it was a base it was something about baseball. Oh, okay. Well, I wanted to give a shout out. Thank you to everybody who listened to us last week. Um, I I always get surprised because I'll go an entire week without promoting the podcast at all, and we'll get lots of listens. And then I'll go a whole week like pushing the shit out of the podcast on the internet. Nobody will listen, which probably means that my advertising is incredibly ineffective. I want to know what happened to the second half of our 
recording from the other day. I put it up just uh, earlier today. It's coming up. Oh. I was just being lazy. Yeah. Sorry. It's good, too. I was listening. To <laughs> the first half had me rolling. It's pretty funny. Uh, thanks, to everybody. My favorite thing is in podcasts when we talk about listening to the podcast. Yeah, right, too. <laughs> and then talking about it. <laughs> On the podcast. <laughs> Fourth wall. Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Shout out to Columbus, Ohio. Sandy, Oregon. Seattle. San Francisco. Redmond, Oregon. Providence, Rhode Island. Champaign, Illinois. Lewiston, Maine. I've been to Lewiston, Maine. What's up, Lewiston? Lewiston, Maine is in Maine. Is it right over the border from New Hampshire? No, it's upstate a ways. I know I've been there. I've been to Maine a couple of times. I like Maine. Maine's nice. Yeah, been to Portland, Maine. I've been to Maine once or twice. Yeah, it's a cool state. You're a cool state. Thank you. Adrian, Texas, Plain City, Ohio, Mumbai, India. Oh, there we cool. go. International. We got some good internationals. Uh, Barcelona, Spain, Moncton, Canada. Don't know how to pronounce that. Hong, Germany, Brussels, Nairobi, Doncaster, England. All this last week? Yep. Wow. We always get like a smattering of funny, or we'll get like 172 listens from Moscow, and then you just know like the KGB is like, trolling our podcast and Hoofmetania. yeah trying to use it that's for right like, yeah we talked a, about that you guys have talked about that project <laughs> um okay so this is ostensibly a baseball podcast here's something i wanted to talk about for some reason this week mlb decided they were giving out their awards for the 2020 season while everybody else is paying attention to the election it's time to talk about gold gloves and silver sluggers when is the MVP in Cy Young? They haven't done that next week. They've got, I don't even know if they've announced the finalists yet. December 25th. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Yeah. Although that would make sense. People would be at home. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So it's a strange choice to, to do it right at this time. I agree. I know, right? Uh, so Kyle Lewis and Luis Robert are both finalists for AL Rookie of the Year. And That's some true. other guy whose name I, who I'm forgetting. Oh, but I should know shit. Um, Luis Robert was a gold. I'm, I just know the White Sox. That's all who I was paying attention. And the Mariner. Yeah, Luis Robert won a gold glove. He's the first rookie for the Chicago White Sox to win a gold glove. And Abreu, Tim Anderson, and Eloy Jimenez all won Silver Slugger awards. Abreu is known is up for the MVP. Have they done MVP finalists yet? I mean, he's, he's yeah, like, they did. Hold on a second. I got to okay, look up yeah. MLB and I'll find it. Look that up because I know he's you know in the talk, and I've been politicking hard for him to be AL MVP, but I didn't know if they'd announced uh, the finalists yet. He's, the, he's one of the finalists. Uh, I think I said on the podcast that Ricky Renteria is up for AL Manager of the Year. The, the finalists for MVP and of uh, our. Jose Ramirez, DJ LeMahieu, and Jose Abreu. Oh, okay. And that I'm, you know, sense. I love average, so I'm a big fan of DJ LeMahieu. I know you are. Uh, and I'm actually, I'm actually a pretty big fan of Jose Ramirez. I really like yeah, him 
Although yeah. I thought he really struggled the first half of the year. And, and he came uh, on strong. He had like an amazing second half of the season. Yeah, I thought it was. I guess that it was so. It just felt short because it was. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, fucking DJ ML, MVP in the NL is a pretty goddamn good race, and all really uh, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Manny Machado. Wow. But the, AL, the rookie of the year is um, Christian Christian Javier from a pitcher from the who's who's from the Astros. He was oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's a young starter. That he's another one of their. They got some really good arms out of the bullpen. Or right? coming up, they're developing some. Like, what was this? The uh, uh, the Astros? You mean? Yeah. The they they Urquidy has been was really good, and Christian Javier was really good, and then there was another guy that they've got. That's pretty good, but yeah, I don't. I think I think my boy's gonna take it. I'm sorry. I was no, I I I think you're right. I mean, Luis Robert really struggled at the end of the year. You you know he he had a great year still, but uh, yeah, Kyle Lewis should win that. In um, the NL, it's Alec Bohm, 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 I think. Phillies. Jake yeah. Cronenworth of the Padres and Devin Williams of the Brewers. I bet Devin Williams gets it because he was pretty really? good. Cronenworth got a lot, but maybe that's just because they went to the playoffs. Cy Young. The Cy Young is cool. Yeah, say that. Although that. the American League doesn't seem like it's even close. Because it should be Young that one. No, that was What? You, Ryu. Yeah, uh, Hyun, Hyun Jen Ryo, Kento, Kento Maeda, and Shane Bieber. And I didn't think. Oh, yeah, Bieber should run away with it. Yeah, I, I thought Ryu yeah. and Maeda both kind of had all, not. Well, Maeda was good. Maeda had a good year. Ryu had a good year. I'm just mad that neither of the White Sox, because Keiko and Giolito both had good years. I was a no, little disappointed. I don't think they're in that conversation. I don't think anybody else is in that conversation, really. Bieber should. Like, Bieber, it's kind of a surprise that he wasn't an MVP final. Yeah, he well, I wouldn't go that far, yeah. but I I see where you're coming from. And then do NL because that's that's uh that's Bauer, Bauer, that, uh, Bauer, Darvish, and Degrom. And Degrom, so yeah, that's pick one, crazy. dude. Yeah. <laughs> I bet it'll be Bauer, but I love yeah, exactly. I fucking I think I really Degrom like is like one of the most dominant pitchers of his generation. He probably should win it. Did has Darvish won one yet? I don't think so. And he had a great year too. And he's been he, he, I mean, he had a pretty bad. I think he had a bad postseason maybe two seasons ago. But his last couple seasons of regular seasons have been really good. Yeah, like he, dominant. Yeah. And, he, and when he's on, he's really close to as unclose to unhittable. I mean, they're all they all are. Yeah, I I, don't, I, I don't talk know. a lot of shit about the Cubs, and I fucking hate the Cubs. But uh, I like you, Dovish. I like Yavi Baez. Oh, John Lester, who I think his time with the Cubs may be over, but as a thank you to the city of Chicago, he bought Chicagoans 4,600 Miller Lights over the weekend, over the Halloween weekend. Asshole. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Asshole. Fuck John Lester. He can go fuck himself right in. I hope he shoves a Bud Light fucking cool (laughs) bottle up his ass. Silver Sluggards were handed out. Right? Yep, the White Sox got three. Who else? Abreu, so Abreu, Tim Anderson, and Eloy. Oh, I love yeah. Eloy Jimenez. He's I like, know, right? My, so my they, I got to tell this story. And then, well, we got a few more, seven more minutes. Um, so he was like, the press was interviewing him after he won his Silver Slugger. And they were like, hey, did you see that Luis Robert won a gold glove? 
And then somebody was like, you really helped him win that gold glove, didn't you, Eli? <laughs> he was like, yeah, it's not going to be that way next year. But, oh, uh, yeah, right. Take well, a run on him being a bad left fielder. Well, and on, but I mean, it's also a play on the, the great classic moment. The Silver Slugger, Nelson Cruz, yeah. that motherfucker. Okay, so anyway, so the Indians can't afford Francisco Lindor? Is that That's what I've been reading. I've got, I'm going to, give me a second to pull up this news. Oh, the New York Post, high quality news. Um, Classic. I know, right? <laughs> Sam's always like, Joel, you seem to get way too much of your news from the New York Post. <laughs> like, well, they're always talking about, you know, baseball. Uh, I'm interested in exactly. Oh, oh, here's my here's my question for you. Yeah. Is the, the DH is the universal DH is not an Oh, actor. I don't think it is official yet. Right, I was texting me guys about that, but yeah, um, that I mean, I think it's coming. Maybe for the record, I was contemplating hitting Trevor Bauer in the head. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Because he said, like, oh yeah, he's like a. He's, his politics are goddamn garbage. Yeah, his politics are good. He was saying, yeah, he tweeted, Trevor Bauer tweeted that no matter what happens, everyone should stay calm. Even if your guy doesn't win, don't act like a child. Says the dude who like... Acts like a, a child. Acts like a child. Hucked a ball in the center field because he was all pissy, even though yeah. I kind of liked that. You know, he's oh, such we a love fucking to watch it. baby. Yeah. We love to watch it, but it's like... You know, when I was, well, yeah. Trevor Bauer cannot lecture any political no. faction. Fucking mouth. Um, Shut okay. up and play ball, bro. So Lindor is not a free agent. One year away from the open market, his original mm-hmm. team, the Indians, hurting financially, have notified other clubs of their intention to trade him this winter, an industry source confirmed as first reported by USA Today. So the Indians, according to USA Today, the Indians had said Lindor is on the market. What's his? What's the final year of his contract? Next year. He's only got one year. But what? What? How much money is on it? Oh, does not say on the New York Post. Uh, Good question. They could sign him to a one-year contract for twenty million dollars. Yeah, and grant him an extension through 2022. For how much? Doesn't say. According to the New York Post, I I could find well, that would that would be interesting. I mean, if you can get if you get first year 20 million and you can get the second year for seven, you know, then you like all of a sudden you got right. Lindor is only 26, and he's a, he's a shortstop. And the thing is that next year is going to be every shortstop is a free agent kind of year, right? <laughs> Right. Yeah, anyway, all right. So it'd be. I wonder if it's his idea. Yeah. Well, but the other thing, and I keep looking like an asshole about this because I keep, I keep chewing because it looks like Cleveland is getting ready to tank, and they get rid of all those stars. They get rid of Bauer and Clevenger and uh, somebody else who I'm forgetting, and then they, don't have power. they used to. Oh, no, but right. he was good. Is all I'm saying is that he was oh, okay, good, right, and they right. got rid of him. Yeah. All right, so right. I don't like Bauer, but I'm, he's good. He's, and he's a red now. He yeah, but he wasn't in, in before he was a red. Oh, I thought you were talking about like in the future them tanking and getting rid of everybody. Oh, you keep thinking that they're tanking, so like the Bauer thing was 
Never mind. I was like, okay. yay, they're getting rid of Bauer because they're tanking and they don't. That's I get, good point. I get it. I get it. Well, they have really good development. Exactly. Yeah. And the White Sox have not really had good development. They made some good good trades. I know. I know. To we'll get see. to get talent. Yep. We'll see. Um, oh, some idiots though on the internet were saying that the White Sox should sign Yadier Molina. That was what it was. That seems like the dumbest idea ever. I don't know why. That was the, that was my question. I was like, what, how the hell is Yadier Molina? What is he leaving? The is he, is his yeah? I don't think yeah. He's, his contract's up in St. Louis, and they're not going to sign him, or they're going to sign him for like five dollars. Yeah, like they're like, oh, well, we're we're not going to pay him any money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's been our franchise cat. He's been, been the face of the franchise, but have you seen his neck tattoos? And I think he's Latino, so we probably don't, you know, he probably would just blow all that money on, you know, right. drugs. Right, yeah. And tattoos. You know what I mean? Like, fuck St. Louis Cardinals. They're fucking most St. Louis. I know. What the fuck? So, wait, uh, so he's like, how old is Javier Molina? Or, Yadier 50, Molina. 55, 75, I don't know. 340, Yadier Molina. Uh, yeah. like, but How we just signed Yasmani Grandal. We have an old Latino all-star catcher. Yasmani Grandal still got some pop. He's not Yeah, he had 30, 38 years old. Yadier, wow. He's he'll, be, he'll, turn 39, he'll turn 39 next season. Yeah, I'm almost as old as Yadier Molina. And he, you're not quite to the age where all. I know I'm getting there really quick. You. Yeah, I really. I'm, quick. I'm there now. Yeah, <laughs> and it's interesting because I'm like, oh. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Eighty-two. Oh, you young man. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Thirty. He'll be thirty-nine next year. So yeah, and I mean, yeah. What the fuck? How how old Yasmani Grandal? He's thirty or thirty-two. He's not even close to that old. He's only old compared to the rest of the Chicago White Sox, really. 31. 31. That's a significant difference. He's still he's still in a he's still in a in a athletic years. I mean, yeah. Yadier Molina, Chicago paid him a lot of money. Yadier Molina is a magnificent catcher, but he's also like very comfortable in the environment that he's in. He knows how to lead that team in the way that he knows. You trade him, all of his intangibles kind of go. I mean, baseball has intangibles. But but he was, and that's kind of what the guy was arguing. But my counter argument to that was that the White Sox of any team don't need his no. leadership intangibles because we have mm-hmm. Yasmani Grandal, who also have, I mean, and they have leadership in they have structured leadership on that yeah. team. Jose Abreu, Yasmani Grandal, they have their. I mean, getting rid of their manager was a stupid move, but yeah, right, right. Tony Larusa isn't going to be that fucking douchebag, but well, you don't get. I, like I think, we said last time, maybe Tony Larusa is just going to take a nap every day. Yeah, Abreu can manage. It'll be fine. Yadier Molina and Tony Larusa. That was yeah. Were, together were again they, in Chicago. They, right. <sighs> Is that must be where some of the people where that even comes yeah. from? Then. Yeah, that was yeah. Oh, and actually, with that kind of thought process, now actually, I'm suddenly like, oh, now I see why people are saying that, and now I'm like. Uh-oh. We're going to trade Yasmani Grandal for like a pencil and sign Yadier Moon. Uh, 
St. Louis might have some talent. I mean, I don't know if you. Guys, oh, but, oh, yeah. Hmm. But I guess no. I mean, Yadier Molino, if his contract is up, then he just, would just be signing. It wouldn't be a trade. All right. So we gotta wrap this up. But I want to play a game with you. You ready? Yeah. Uh, Sam and I kind of played this game a while ago, but your top free agents. Where do you think they're gonna go? Bonus. How much do you think they're gonna get paid? Ready? Okay. Hey, I'm ready, but to be fair, I'm not a great concept of. Oh yeah, pay maybe scale. Pay, yeah, scale, maybe not pay scale. I'm I'm just looking at it, but. So let's no, just no, fine. do it. Do it. No, I, I, if you have access to that information, then I'm fine with answering. I've the got, I've got the predictions of the amazing sports writers of the New York post. So we'll see yeah, okay. if, if you can outguess the post. Okay. All right. Number one, George Springer outfielder age 31. George Springer. Who would want George Springer? That's my question. Whenever White Sox fans are like, let's get this guy from the Houston Astros, I'm like, why? Toronto Blue Jays for $13 million. Ah, Toronto Blue Jays. I like it. Uh, the, they think the Mets – the New York Post also thinks the Mets are going to hire everybody. Oh yeah, the New York Post saying the Mets is like they don't get. It's like they're we don't have an answer. Yeah. Okay, JT Real Muto, age twenty nine. Uh, where was everybody saying that he was going to go? That made a lot of sense to me. Did we talk about that? No, it was some somewhere else. Uh, is he the best catcher in baseball right now? Uh, I thought he was the best catcher. I mean, he has the he has the highest ceiling, I think, of any catcher in baseball for the last three years. I'm not yeah. sure if that's going to be the. I mean, well, I hate to tell you, but your crosstown rivals have a catcher that's I think is the best catcher in baseball. Contreras. Yeah. I feel like he's hitting how catcher. Is, how yeah? How old is he? I was, he's I. Young. He's young. He's young. Okay, I thought he was older. I'll give you that. I don't like him. I don't like him. But your point is valid. Um, no, I was thinking. Uh, what was I thinking? Where will JT Real Muto go? I think I'm. I might have thought that he, he would go. I mean, he's going to go somewhere that's going to go all in. Yeah, well, it could be the Mets. I think he was the final piece. Yeah, he could. Oh, it might have been the Mets. Yeah, because I mean, the Mets. We I, we're going to talk about the, the Mets. New York Post say the Mets. No, they said he stays with the Phillies. Well, we got okay. So, oh, they they say he stays with the Phillies. Uh, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see him not moving. Yeah, I thought that. I thought that the option was that he was supposed to move, but yeah, you, I they, probably stay with the. Phillies. I mean, he's a free. Yeah, well, we, I agree I with thought, the both. They're the, they're smart. What's yeah. the third one? <laughs> well, okay, last one. The big the big pineapple. Let's call him Trevor Bauer, age twenty nine. Seattle Mariners. Oh, really? Twist. Thirteen million. You know, uh, oh, he's gonna he's gonna need more than thirteen million dollars. He's gonna a need year? A yeah. He's gonna need oh, yeah, he's gonna get like a hundred million. So maybe they'll sign him to like a five year deal. Yeah. The the post has him million. the post has him going to your bitter rivals, the San Diego Padres. Ooh, better cup. Yeah. <laughs> 
but six of you is 150. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. Actually, they do need a starting. They need somebody to take them over the top. I can see that. That'd yeah, but then you'd have him on the same team with like Manny Machado and Eric Hosmer and Clevenger. Clevenger. Oh, it'd be perfect. Yeah, that'd be pretty. That'd be a shit show. Um, I wanted to say two things, and then we should get get out of here. Yeah, we we're gonna have to do a Mets episode sometime soon. Cohen, sure. Steve Cohen, has gotten one step closer to finalizing uh, ownership of the Mets, and one of the four team owners voted against approving him. One of them being Jerry Reinsdorf of the Chicago White Sox. Oh, yeah. The plot thickens. Yeah, yeah, the plot definitely I just, I just came up with my hot take for next week. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to share it now? Do you want to write yeah, it I think that I think that I think that Joel is in a subversive attempt to turn dump on the ump into the New York Post of baseball podcasts. <laughs> Ooh. I would love that. We we should be we are the New York Post of baseball podcasts we need some more tabloid news next week i'll work on a tabloid news section okay right and then we have like a whole segment where we just talk about like paris hilton maybe i need that's to like the, that's the tabloids that's the celebrity tabloid gossip section yeah we need to we get have a like a, we have like a section. oh well, we need to come up with some yeah. really fiery um uncomfortably inappropriate political hot takes yeah and yeah. then like and then like way off base, but East Coast based sports theories. Yep. And then okay. like puns and, then about, and puns about Bill de Blasio. <laughs> or just puns in general about mayors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm I'm on board. All right. Yes. Dump on the up, the New York Post of Baseball Podcast. <laughs> Uh, I also bought my Ty Cobb book and I've read like 20 pages of it. Oh yeah. You, we'll, we'll have to work that into our eventual episode, tidy little episode, 20 minute episode. I'm about racism. Baseball. <laughs> so, but we will do a Ty Cobb episode. I'm excited about that. So we got to do a Mets episode sometime, maybe next week. And then a Ty Cobb episode. All right. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. I'm going to check right now. Have, is the election still going? Have they have they said anything? Probably not. I don't think they've said anything. I think we, Thursday they are worried about the safety of the staff amid threats of angry protesters. Okay, we're not going to read that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. For Thomas, my name is Joel. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. If we make it. Take we for granted, no. Left on my way in the dark, deep in my bones.